My friend, we cannot keep this a secret any longer. Let us punish the guilty. Let us reward the innocent. My friend, can your heart stand the shocking facts about... Welcome to Live Bloody Valentine. I'm Rich, and I'm here with Carolyn. Why did you do that? Hey, it's Sloth from the Goonies. All right. And we watched Goonies. You didn't say hi. Hi. You scared me. I'm sorry, babe. (laughs) Doing something a little different this time. That is only the second time I changed the introduction at all. One time I said hi-ya, like a karate man, or like um, Uncle Roger. So guess what, Carolyn? Mm. I got some naked pictures of your mom. Fucking what? Want to buy them? Real cheap. Oh my God. I will not quote the whole movie, but you deserve this. I'm glad you won't because I don't know any of them, even though I just watched the movie. Like, I didn't get both of those. (laughs) Well, hopefully our, our listeners do. So how are you doing on this fine evening, my love? Fine. You excited? I ask if I could knit during this podcast because you're going to talk the whole time, but apparently that's frowned upon. Yes, because they would hear it clicking. We've been over this. It's not that loud. Anyway, before we get into Goonies, boy, did I fuck up on the mini episode. And a very special friend of ours will not let me live it down. I quoted Michael Scott quoting... Wayne Gretzky. I said he was quoting Michael Jordan now. And I have like an explanation for it. I don't know if it's a good one. There was a poster where we played basketball when I was growing up. Like my basketball teams. Mm -hmm. And it had that quote on it. And it was credited towards Michael Jordan. So that I think that's why I said it like that. Well, you deserve everything you get from her. Yeah, you can't offend these fucking office nerds. You can't. <laughs> You're an office nerd? Yeah, but not like that. They only like three things other than the office. Bears, Beats, and Battlestar Galactica? I was going to go with Bobcats, Broccoli, and Battleship. <laughs> what? You fuck up any references. You're in trouble. Bobcats eat broccoli. Bears eat broccoli. Beats. You messed me up. <laughs> now you're going to fucking get it. That's only because you said it. You messed me up. I obviously know it was Beats. I said it first. You did say it first. <laughs> but in the get end, I in win. trouble with her. So what a movie. Um, it really hit the spot. It was actual nostalgia, not modern day trying to make old nostalgia. You know what I mean? Okay. Kids saving the day. There's a fucking pirate ship in it. Pretty much everything I need in a movie. Mm-hmm. Another, That's why I saved it for last. Another for you. good, another good kid saving the day movie with a fucking pirate ship is Hook. 
I think I've seen it once. Robin Williams yeah. as Peter Pan. Mm-hmm. Rufio. Rufio, Rufio, Rufio. Why you got to sing? Hey, oh! It's a good movie. My mom bought me that movie on VHS tape and gave it to me at my birthday party at Skate Our Way, our local skating rink. Hmm. It meant a lot to me, and we watched it all the time. So this was directed by Richard Donner, which I talked about in the last podcast. It is based on a story by the executive producer, Steven Spielberg, and it was released by Amblin Entertainment, which was his company. The screenplay was written by Christopher Columbus, huh? who, who we'll call Chris Columbus. I don't know why I called him Christopher Columbus, because he did not <laughs> sail the ocean blue in 1492. But he would get his major breakthrough as the director of Home Alone. So the guy that wrote the movie, director of Home Alone. Okay. If this movie was a tree, and the things that the people involved in this movie did after were the branches, it would be like a fucking redwood tree. It'd be so big. So we'll get into the cast, because it's a fucking great one. I asked you during this movie if you recognized any of the children, and you could not put a finger on any of them. No, the secondary girl seemed familiar. Okay. So Brand is played by Josh Brolin. Brand is the older brother. Mm-hmm. You might know him as Thanos from the Avengers what? movies. Yeah. Um, Gurney oh. Halleck from the wow, Dune movie. Wow, he grew up. Gurney Halleck from the Dune movies we just watched. Mm-hmm. He was him. Um, Cable from Deadpool. He was in all the Deadpool movies. Mm-hmm. He was in Men in Black, No Country for Old Men, American Gangster, and True Grit. He's a bona fide star. Yeah. And he isn't the only one. Sean Astin plays Mikey. You'll recognize Sean Astin as Bob from season two of Stranger Things. Winona Ryder's boyfriend that gets killed. Oh, yeah. You will also surely remember him as Samwise Gamgee from the Lord of the Rings movies. Mm-hmm. And he was Rudy from Rudy. You ever see Rudy? No. Yeah, it's fucking the most overrated sports movie there is. Okay. He was in Fifty First Dates, Encino Man, the movie that is responsible for making me cry to this day, The Memphis Bell. Again. The Memphis Bell? You ever see that movie? No. Oh my God, they sing Amazing Grace in it? I thought That's... it was just the green mile that makes you cry to mm. this day. Well, it's not necessarily that movie that makes me cry. It's me thinking about the Amazing Grace from that movie. So when I hear it, it makes me want to tear up. No. So there, now I know two songs that'll make you cry? Yeah. And we have a guy that sort of fell off. Um, the one you would have predicted then that would have been the most famous. Corey Feldman is Mouth. So he was a superstar in the 80s, especially in these types of movies. He was in The Lost Boys, which we're going to fucking cover in 2022. Okay. I promise. Um, Stand By Me, which I really want to watch with you. We might watch that this week since I'm going to have a whole entire week off work. Okay. Gremlins, Friday the 13th 4, the final chapter. Friday the 15th 5, a new beginning. <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't stick with that very Friday long. Friday the 15th? No, Friday the 13th. You said Friday the 15th. <laughs> Friday the 13th 4, the new beginning. You or, said Friday the 15th 5, <laughs> what the Okay. <laughs> I don't think I did. Yes, you did. Maybe I Play did. Play it back. Play it back. Anyway, he was in The Burbs and a ton of other movies. 
And he kind of went the route of a, a lot of child stars, kind of became a disaster. There's a big, um, he's like a big pedoph- pedophilia, not advocate, because that seems like he's protesting for pedophilia. What would that be? He's anti-pedophilia. He said he was molested by Hollywood, stuff like that. He mm-hmm. did a documentary, claimed Charlie Sheen, like, raped him. Mm-hmm. And now he makes music. So that's Corey Feldman. And this is getting long, so um, Jeff Cohen played Chunk. Truffle Shuffle. Yeah. yeah. He became an attorney. Carrie Green, who played Andy, didn't do a whole lot of acting after this. And forgive me, Asian people. K. Hoi Kwan played Data. He's in another Spielberg film you might have heard of. Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. But he also didn't do much after the 80s. Carolyn, wake up. This is fucking boring. Okay, we're, we're done. So like I said, this is on Peacock and HBO Max. We chose HBO Max because we fucking love HBO Max. There's only room for one cock in this house. So we start with the skull and crossbones, and I love pirates. We have so many boys in this house. Oh, yeah. we have. Ne- never mind that joke. Bad joke. It was a good joke. Bad. Don't, don't talk about my little boys like that. You brought them we, into we it. We don't call them cocks. You brought them into it. <laughs> We also have a prison. Um, I don't think I'd like prison quite as much as I'd like that pirate ship. There's also a suicide, and for me, that ranks somewhere between piratry and prison. But it wasn't a real suicide. I was about to say, when was there a suicide? There it was, was a, a jailbreak. There was a fake suicide. Yeah, remember he used... Yes, like, I remember. I just said there was a fake suicide. Jeez Louise. <laughs> Mama Fratelli's breaking out her boy. So the 80s movies have all... All of the tropes, and this this one really hits home with them. There's a car chase, high school sports, some sort of Asian influence. It's usually karate or an Asian character in all these fucking 80s movies. There's Japanese flags in these 80s movies. Uh, a beach with some shit you don't actually see on the beach, like a 4x4 race. Or like in The Lost Boys, there's the saxophone concert next to the bonfire. Mm-hmm. Shit that isn't really on the beach, but it would be awesome if it was on the beach. Mm-hmm. And there's always bench pressing in these 80s movies like this. There's always someone is fucking bench pressing something. A lot of strong, virile, barrel-chested teenagers in the 80s. And a lot of moving away. Because our main character... Well, I guess all the main characters are moving away, right? Because they're tearing down the goondocks. Yeah. So they're all going to be separated. Mm -hmm. I thought the movie did a really good job of introducing all the characters and like their quirks. In that opening scene. Yeah. Because it would go from the car chase to her being a cheerleader. You know what I mean? It would just, uh, Chunk being just a fat ass, I guess. Mm-hmm. It gave you who these people are. Pretty quick. In yeah. quick succession. And we, honestly. We knew that Mikey had asthma. Yeah. He came down with he the asthma. He came down with the asthma. Which, what a shame. He's, he's coming down with it. Mm-hmm. You can really see where... Stranger Things was influenced by this movie. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You can almost do a one-for-one with these characters and who they would be in Stranger Things. Yeah. Like, down to, uh, what was her name? The girl that died in the Upside Down that got taken in the first season? Was her name Pam? No. Barbara. Barbara. That's um, Andy's friend. Mm -hmm. Andy is... Whatever her name is in Stranger Things. I can't remember any of these people's names. What is wrong with you? I don't know. I don't even have Mead Brain. The older brother 
is the older brother yeah. that is in love with her. Yes, I agree. You can parallel them all. And Data would be um, the kid that sings Never Ending Story. Mm-hmm. Dustin? Dust- Dusty? Dusty Buns? Dustin. Turn around. Don't. Will you do the truffle shuffle for me? No. Fuck. I'm not even going to push you. Call me fat? No, I just want to see you dance like that. Because I'm fat? No. No. Don't do this. (laughs) That's why they ask him to do it. And there's another weird 80s trope that is played all throughout this movie, a Rube Goldberg device. That's how they open the fucking gate. Yeah, that was- They're throughout this movie. Mm -hmm. And that was like the thing in the 80s. And when I'm watching it now, like I wouldn't have recognized it when I was younger or whatever, and especially since Home Alone hadn't come out yet. You can kind of see where Christopher Columbus was, his brain was, like building these contraptions and shit, because then he used a lot of that sort of thing in Home Alone. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was pretty cool. Like they even had the fucking zip line that mm-hmm. he uses. It's He probably took some inspiration from filming this movie. For all that shit in Home Alone. There was a lot of um, Indiana Jones vibes, too. Yeah, Spielberg. Yep. Yeah, I was waiting for them to get chased by a fucking rock. Well, they fell. Yeah, and they had those, thi- they had those things falling, which I guess is in a similar vein. They had that fucking like, bowling ball rolling around, but it didn't chase them. Mm-hmm. And they even had where you couldn't unbalance the scale. Like in Indiana Jones, he has to get that fucking statue off there. Yep. Make it the same way. Yeah. So, like I said, they're losing the house. The mother has apparently hired a Hispanic lady to clean the house before it gets torn down. I'm not sure why she's so concerned about that. Like, who gives a shit? If the yeah, they're just going to tear it down. Mouth. This is probably the best scene that Corey Feldman has in the movie, where he's walking around translating to the the Hispanic woman. Yeah. And he's telling her about drugs and sex toys and all the the sex dungeon in the attic. Yep. This was probably the highlight of the movie for him. But there aren't torture devices in the attic. Don't worry. You can watch this movie around your kids. It's just old shit, antiques, and a treasure map. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's so funny that they give it to the kid that destroys everything, knowing that he's going to destroy it just so they can finally get it out. Yeah. And you know whose treasure map it is, Carolyn? One-Eyed Willie. Oh, yeah. One-Eyed Willie. So we get the whole story of One-Eyed Willie and his treasure. We get Chester Copperpot. Uh, so this is it. The treasure hunt to save the fucking goondocks. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> We're off and running. This movie is 113 minutes long, almost two hours long. Yeah, it was It was long. It was rough. It was not rough. It was for me. I guess I'll get to the counts quick. It was made in 1985. It was rated PG. There were zero boobs, 14 dead bodies. You don't actually see yeah, anyone die. But no die. deaths. No just deaths. dead bodies. 14 dead bodies, which includes skeletons, which is mostly skeletons. There's mm-hmm. two stiffs that you also see. No jump scares. So what that, did they call the treasure? They, were, they didn't call it treasure. They called it rich stuff. Rich stuff. Which I don't understand why they called it that. But yeah, I would have done the same thing when I was a child- if I knew where there was a treasure to save the Victoria Theater from Rite Aid tearing it down oh my and turning God. it into a fucking parking lot. In the words of the immortal Sal Volcano, I will never forgive you. Wow. Are you sure you got that quote right? No. 
No, I'm not. I'm sure everyone will fact check. If not, you. I'll fucking hear about it, I'm sure. Never, never let it be said that I won't call out my own faults on the podcast. If you point out a fault on Twitter or anything I'm on, I will bring it up. Redacted. Because I am a humble man. They're building something equally annoying as a fucking parking lot here. A golf course. Ugh. A paradise for rich dildos that would be better utilized as anything else. Fucking golf courses. So I want to move to China. They fucking banned them at one point in time. I told you, I'm not switching continents for you. Yeah, but you didn't expect me to pull out the let's move to Mexico then. Nobody moves to Mexico. I think people from South America do. Yeah, on their way here. Anyway, it was made abundantly clear Mikey could not leave. But they trapped Brand with his exercise equipment. Mm-hmm. And then his mom comes home and does not let him out. No, she don't give a fuck. She, she's more worried about Mikey catching the asthma or whatever mm-hmm. the fuck he's out there doing in the rain. So they're going for the treasure. And Trunk, Trunk needs a candy bar. A Baby Ruth, specifically. So we call foreshadowing. Baby Ruth? Mm-hmm. And we get another classic 80s trope. This movie is full of them. It might have created them. The fucking jock bully with the girl that doesn't like him mm-hmm. in his car picking on the guy she actually likes. Why was she in the car with him then? I don't know. But he was like using the mirror to look up her skirt and down her shirt. Yeah, it was gross. Typical perv bullshit. Sex pest weirdo. Pretty fucking gross. Yeah, it's gross. Don't uh, do that. Also pretty fucking rude of him to hold on to that little girl's bike and drive away. Mm-hmm. That's not nice. <laughs> That's how you kill a man. Mm-hmm. It's a bit extreme for a prank. But the 80s were different. That's why I'm different. I'm built different. Yeah. So strong. So they're going to the restaurant. Um, Chunk hears gunshots. They've seen people go in, but they don't give a fuck. They're going in. They they still don't believe that Chunk even saw that car chase earlier, I no. don't think. But Chunk has gotten separated from them. And he recognizes the car as the one that was in the car chase. He wasn't lying this time. Like he lied about Michael Jackson using his bathroom. Mm-hmm. Actually, Michael Jackson's it's sister. sister. I don't know if it was Latoya or Janet. I thought he said Michael Jordan. Maybe. I've been having lots of fucking problems with Michael Jordan here. <laughs> this was 85, though. That would have been Jordan's rookie year. Whereas Michael Jackson's on top of the world right now. So I bet it was Jackson. Why would some kid in Oregon have Michael Jordan at his house? Yeah. I have an autograph from Michael Jordan. Yes, you do. You met did you you met Michael Jordan, right? Yeah. That's fun. <laughs> I've never met Michael Jordan. Sorry. Was it intimidating? Um, I didn't know how big of a star he was at the time. No. No, I was just a little girl. Was Liv- he nice? Living in Chapel Hill. Was he nice? Go heels. Yeah. Oh God. Why did you say it like that? I'm not supposed to say go heels. You're Why? supposed to say that. Because I'm a pit fan. <gasps> But out of the four triangle teams, which there should only be three, I do like the Tar Heels the most. Thank you. You did that. So the Fratellis have found the boys, and of course, Mouth is being a fucking loud mouth. He's earning his nickname. He didn't lie at all in this movie. He told the truth the whole time. Yeah. They acted like all he does is lie. Yeah, he did tell the truth a lot in this movie, but it seems like he probably has a track record of lying. Yes. So and they, exaggerating. They get they get water. She feeds him water. 
that looks like whiskey. That did not look like good water. No. And Mikey got a piss. All that water noise. Mm-hmm. Mouth did that by dumping the water from cup to cup. Mm-hmm. So the bathroom is on the right. Mikey goes to the left. Mm-hmm. And we get our first glimpse of Sloth, chained in the basement, being tortured with food and opera singing. Yep. They think he's a monster. Yep. And suddenly Bran finds him. This is probably the closest to a jump scare that there was. When Bran finds him and like sneaks up on him. Because mm-hmm. you think it's one of the Fratellis. The Fratellis clearly have a dead body in a garbage bag, but it doesn't matter because the kids are going back in for the rich stuff. Mm-hmm. Gotta find the rich stuff. Gotta save the goondocks. Was it weird hearing your name being spoken so many times in this movie? Yes. Like, when I it, would think it would be weird if they were like, well, you need to find the Carolyn stuff yeah. constantly. Yeah, at least rich is used in other contexts. But yeah, it's always weird when I hear it. I feel like the whole class is looking at me because my name is in the story. Mm-hmm. It's weird. And the girls have joined the party, too. Yes. Because any good... 80s child team there has to be a girl i don't think there's a girl in the lost boys they could have used a girl i don't remember <laughs> they certainly used one in it yeah in the book especially <laughs> they really used her you guys should read it no it's don't good read, read. It. nothing problematic about it it's terrible boys are going downstairs aided by andy who wants some alone time with brand she wants to kiss him, mm-hmm. make out with him. And we have our, seconds apparent, our second appearance of Sloth, who scared the fuck out of everyone. Mm-hmm. There is this fucking Photoshop of Ben Roethlisberger, who will be playing his last home game the day this podcast is released. We're going to miss you, Ben Roethlisberger. But it's a mashup of him and Sloth, okay? Mm-hmm. I'm going to show it to you. What do you think? Oh, my God. <laughs> you like that? No. That's terrible. That came out after his motorcycle accident. Do you remember that? Yeah. It's it's pretty fucking funny. So where are we? Oh, yeah. They found a tunnel under a fireplace and sheets of obviously fake $50 bills. Mm-hmm. They thought they were going to save the goondocks with that rich stuff. Wrong rich stuff. Wrong. And this is when we get our first definite stiff. Because the first stiff we saw was in that garbage bag in the beginning. This stiff is a body in a freezer. And the Fratellis are back. They're above them. So they have to be very quiet. They're threatening threatening to shoot each other over pepperoni. Which, kind of reasonable. They give me, the Fratellis give me a Three Stooges vibe. Yeah. They're like slapping each other. They're fucking falling all over the place. Mm-hmm. Definite Three Stooges vibes. When I was driving to take the boys to the movies the other day, I heard on the radio, like it was just, it was commercials and then it was like the news or whatever on the radio, that there was a guy who just got um, sentenced for attempted murder, shot a guy over a winter hat. Oh. Yeah. Right, right here local. So. You could have solved that problem. If I made them a hat. Yeah. They don't make hats for criminals. Well, he wouldn't have been a criminal then. <laughs> you don't know. He might never have chosen a life of crime had you been there to give him one of your I'm hats. Just saying, in your movie, they were they were about to shoot each other over pepperoni, but here recently, someone was shot over a winter hat. I guess, I guess people lose their heads sometimes. 
Can you imagine going to prison for fucking 30 years over a winter hat? I can't imagine going to prison at all. I don't think I'd like it. <laughs> no. <laughs> Kids are trapped in the basement, except Chunk. He is trapped in the freezer with the stiff. <laughs> he's in there with the stiff because he wanted ice cream because he's fucking Chunk. He does eventually get free. He actually escapes the place entirely to go get the police. Mm -hmm. And he stops a vehicle and he tells him all about it. He spills the fucking beans to the opera singing for, for Tally. Yeah. So that's where. A, why were they gone? I think they when were, did they leave? Why did they leave? I think they were going to get rid of that stiff now because when they threw him in the back of the car, that stiff was in there. So I think they were going to get rid of that stiff. But they took him back home because they wanted to interrogate him. So then we're back with the kids, and we get a really fun scene, really fun slapstick comedy scene. Um, they're under the pipes, and they're fucking with them. They're trying to get people to save them. Mm -hmm. And it's just essentially ruining the day of all the rich guys at the country club that is threatening to tear down the goondocks to begin with. Yep. It's just some sweet, sweet justice. There's but, a lot of that. But then it starts flooding down there. They got to yeah, get moving. Yeah, they got to get moving. But there's a lot of that in this movie, like just slapstick comedy mm -hmm. it's funny did you think it was funny not really fuck back to chunk he's being tortured and boy is he talking he's giving up his friends he's admitting to cheating on test he admitted to pushing his sister down the stairs yeah he's telling everything he's ever done since the time he can remember he made an entire movie theater throw up literally everything he's done and we got a chester copperpot signing sighting He's dead. Data is pretty sure of that. It was a great observation by Data because Chester Copperpot is a skeleton. Mm -hmm. So I didn't think his status as a living human being was in question. Yeah. He's very dead. On a positive note, though, they did find some candles, which will come in handy in these dark passageways. Yeah, candles. And this is our second Rube Goldberg device in the fucking movie. Mm -hmm. This time it's a trap, though. And like the Home Alone vibes I got from Chris Columbus, this is when I started really getting the Indiana Jones vibes of mm -hmm. Spielberg. Because this is when that ball, I think this yep. is when the ball was rolling and then the thing started falling and shit. This whole thing was like a mini Indiana Jones. Yes, it was. We got stones and we got fucking bats. Fucking yuck. <laughs> yeah, we all know how Those you bats. feel about the bats. Those bats were everywhere. But the bats do probably save Chunk's hand. Because they were jamming that bitch in the blender when yeah. the bats flew up. Yeah. They also exposed the tunnel, putting the other children in danger. Kids have a head start. Fratellis are a coming. Well, he had already told them about the tunnel. They just didn't believe him. Right. He was telling them all the truth. Mm -hmm. He was the most truthful person in history at that point in time. Because mm -hmm. he didn't want to lose his hand. I forgot about this. And I thought we found a little bit of the rich stuff. But we didn't. We found the bottom of wishing well. Yeah. They, they were just pennies and stuff. So the Fratellis have to keep Chunk occupied for a while in case they need to question him more. So they send him with Sloth. Sloth watching a pirate movie, which is... Mm, that's a chef kiss for all of those people who can't see me right now. Everyone but me. Yes, everyone. <laughs> it's very on brand that he's watching a pirate movie. And then the kids have a choice to make. Will they escape when they can easily escape? Although I don't think that motherfucker would have brought the rest of them up. 
No. I think he would have brought Andy up and left the rest of them down there. Yeah, they would have had to leave her last. Yeah. So they could all go up. Sending her first was a very, very big mistake. Yeah. Because that guy's a dickhead. But we both know Goonies never say die. No. But she's not a Goonie. I think she kind of is. She said she wasn't. Yeah, but I think she is. She wanted to save the Goondocks or she would have went. I have this idea for like a tattoo on my chest or on my back. And it's like pirates and pirate ships and skeletons and fighting and cannons and all that stuff. And I want it to say, never say die like the Goonies. Wow. Would you approve of this Goonies tattoo? Well, it's better than the current one on your back, so. Ugh. It'll probably get covered in the process. Yeah, just cover it up. The baby Ruth has returned. The foreshadowing. It's here. And smacking Sloth right in his fucking face. This is good, though, because this gets Sloth free. Yeah. Because he wants the baby Ruth. He wants you to think Sloth is mad, but he ain't mad. Sloth's a kind soul. Yeah. He's, He's just hungry, him. too. Yeah, because they don't fucking feed him. Mm-hmm. So the Fratellis are making up time, and Sloth is making a friend, and the kids are making their way to the treasure. We're getting there. But first, we have to have another 80s trope, the unbelieving police officer. Mm-hmm. My favorite instance of this trope happened in the movie we covered on our very first episode, Killer Clowns from Outer Space. When he calls it in, he goes, Killer Clowns from Outer Space, Mm -hmm. and then gets killed by a killer clown from Outer Space. That's my favorite. A, because I love the movie so much, and how he says it is funny, but B, because they said the name of the movie in the movie and you love that and shit. i love that when yeah. they say the name of the mo- especially when it's a weird name of the movie like killer clowns from outer space that's a tough one to get in there mm-hmm. it's long it's bizarre but i love when they say the name of the movie in the movie i mean they said goonies quite a bit yeah that's easy to work in though that's like the name of their gang so that means chunk and sloth only have one choice to go it on their own they are far far behind everyone else and they are way the fuck back there but they can easily tell where they've been yes that's why the fratellis are able to make up so much time too because they've already set off all the traps and basically left the trail for them Mm -hmm. we get what is going to be a very sexy touching scene next andy calls for brand in the dark and accidentally makes out with mikey Mm mm-hmm Making out with your older sibling's girlfriend. Every kid's dream. Mm-hmm. I guess. I don't have an older brother. It sounds like something I'd have been into, though. If I did. <laughs> I'm sure. And my brother is so much littler, I would never have wanted to make out with his girlfriends. No. There's, that's a big difference. Yeah, at least at least like with your sister, you could be like, I want to make out with my sister's boyfriend. You're closer in age. I wonder if I have. I'm sure you have. We have kissed the same dude, but Not it wasn't either of us boyfriends. Okay. I'm skeptical. <laughs> it wasn't in this state. You're good. So the Fratellis have now just completely caught up. They're there. Um, unsurprising. The kids have done, like I said, all the hard work. And they fuck around constantly. Like they're constantly just talking about mm-hmm. bullshit instead of Eyes on the prize. Move forward. Yep. But Data saves the day with slick shoes, which is just oil in his shoes, apparently. Mm-hmm. 
He has lots of inventions. He's a cool punching bag that he punches somebody with later. And then punches himself with later. Yeah, he punches himself with it later. He has some cool teeth on like a fucking metal arm that saves him from getting spikes up his ass. Mm -hmm. But in this case, it was the slick shoes that weren't. I'd rather die than do a backflip onto my balls. Yeah. That was was so bad. (laughs) And then the other guy falls on his balls too. how, How did he stay on? I don't know. Okay. I was I um I wanted Mama Fratelli to fall on her balls too. Because <laughs> you they, know she got them. I think they missed an opportunity there for her to crotch herself too. <laughs> so everyone in this movie plays their role. Even Andy has a role to play in this movie because she took piano lessons when she was four. Mm-hmm. And boy, did they fucking need that talent, or they would have died. Yeah. Well, she she really cut it close though. Yeah, she did. She was not a good piano player, but like I said, four. She really came in handy, so I I call her Handy Andy. Oh my god. No. Dad no. Joke. I'm keeping it in. And it could be sexual. Oh no. Yeah, just, I didn't mean it sexually. Just don't. Whatever. It's staying in. Then we go down the most fun-looking water slide ever to yeah. find the ship. It that should be a Universal Studios ride. I think there was a Goonies ride at one point, but it was very short-lived. This this movie could be a fucking water park. The whole movie could be a yeah. water park, honestly. Get on it, people, with rich stuff. <laughs> and we find One-Eyed Willie, fucking Captain Boner himself. He's sitting at the fucking dinner table with all his friends, all his money in front of him. Mm-hmm. And the fucking Fratellis found him. Well, they made you it You forgot around. that Mikey cried. Oh, yes, Mikey cried when he found Captain Bob. And they all saw him. Yeah, they were standing there for a while. I would have cried if I found all that gold, too. All the doubloons. What a fucking cool word that is. That wasn't why he cried. He cried because he related to the dead pirate. Yeah, he wasn't crying over the money. Yeah. You would have cried over the money. I probably would have cried because I was hanging out with pirates. I like pirates so much. Even the Pittsburgh pirates, and they're horrible. (laughs) But they're my favorite team, and they suck the most ass. Man, I hope one day we live long enough to watch them become a good team. Consider this. The Pittsburgh Pirates have been around for 117 years. Okay, mm-hmm. They have made the playoffs 17 times in 117 years. Is that bad? I have seen, this, I have seen the Pittsburgh Steelers make the playoffs more times than that in my life. <laughs> okay? So, yeah, it's not good. It's not fucking great. So yeah, the Fratellis find them. Um, Mama Fratelli pulls those pearls out of Mouth's mouth like they're fucking anal beads. And she makes them walk the plank. Yep. Arr. But guess what? Hey, you guys! Sloth and Chunk are here to save the day. Yep. There is never... They never really convince you that Sloth's a bad guy. Ever. No. Even when they're trying, like... He's like... Arr! And he's slamming shit, or when he's breaking the chains because he got hit in the face with the candy bar. You never think he's a bad guy. No, I I didn't either. So Sloth beats the shit out of his own brothers. And... And he finds out that his mom dropped him on his head. Yes, yes he does. (laughs) She was trying to comfort him, and she triggered his PTSD. Mm -hmm. And he threw that bitch in the ocean. Well, not the ocean. The cave water. Yeah, whatever the water is. Yeah. Well, I guess technically it is the ocean because... It, it does lead to the ocean. Yeah, so I guess but it's But all like, drains lead to the ocean. Yeah, but this is real fucking close <laughs> to the ocean. 
<laughs> I mean, it's it, if there's not a wall there, it is the ocean. Yeah. And also, Andy finds out that Brand does, in fact, not have braces because mm-hmm. they're kissing. Sadly, though, the Fratellis are on the ship, so the kids have to leave all the rich stuff. Mm-hmm. That's a bummer. Little do the Fratellis know, their greed will get them in the end because they fucked One-Eyed Willie. They tried to take his gold. Mm-hmm. See, you got to have a heart. You got to understand what people need, what they want. One-Eyed Willie just, just didn't want people stealing his shit. And don't be greedy. Yeah. Take a just little. Just take what you need. Take a little. So this is by far the most annoying part of the movie for me. There is a massive hole in the side of the cave, okay? Because mm-hmm. you can see the sunlight coming in, and they see it. It's not big enough to get through, but that's a beach, and it is definitely big enough to notice from the beach. Yeah. Why has nobody looked in that Someone's hole? Someone's looked in that fucking hole at some point in time, and mm-hmm. it's very light in there somehow. Someone has looked in that fucking hole, said, oh, wow, a pirate ship, and mm. walked away. Yeah. <laughs> I, gu- I guess. That's the only explanation. Though, it's... if it was Mouth, no one would have believed him anyway. No, Chunk. Chunk was the liar. Mouth oh, was the asshole. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So if it was Chunk, no one would have believed him anyway. <clears throat> it's just funny to me that the only thing separate... Like, they had to go through all that bullshit to get down there. And if they just took a walk on the beach, probably could have found it. Mm-hmm. And just fucking... Just looked in that hole. Made that hole a little bit bigger. Probably could have found it. The handles come in handy, though, but it does cause a cave-in. So, Sloth love Chunk. And Sloth keeps the cave open for the kids to escape. He mm-hmm. holds up the rocks because Sloth loves Chunk. Mm-hmm. At this point, he is giving his life for Chunk. Yes. The first person in his life that was nice to him. Which is touching. Like, it didn't get me because I've seen the movie. Did it get you? No. No, because nothing gets you. I don't have a heart. But just then, the anchors are up and the cave has opened. The police are here and we get a Domino's Pizza advertisement. Yes, we do. Very clear. <laughs> Product placement in this movie. And everyone is happy to see their kids. I bet all the parents were super worried about them. And the boat has been released. So we have all this good news. Everything's great. And of course, as they typically do, the bankers show up to ruin everything. Because mm-hmm. that's what Want bankers him to sign. do. Why does his dad... Why is his signature the only thing needed for the entire fucking town to be destroyed? Yeah, I'm hoping everybody else didn't sign beforehand or they'll still take their land. But maybe they won't because they can't build a golf cart or a golf course around this fucking guy's house. But why are they only needing his signature? Yeah, I do not know. I just wouldn't sign it. Like, no, <laughs> I'm good. I'm good, dog. Yeah, like, why? D- can't, they, can't they just force that, like, in court? Like, Yeah, like eminent domain. Yeah. Probably. I think they were behind on their mortgage. They're just going to walk around bullying I think they were behind on their mortgage and shit, though, too. Oh. That's why they needed the money to save it. Still, that gets taken care of in court. Yeah. Not some guy randomly walking around hounding you to sign a paper. Yeah, I just wouldn't sign it. Like, no. (laughs) No. You're not my fucking- Make me. You're not my fucking daddy. (laughs) Fuck out of here. We have the most unlikely hero. The fucking cleaning lady. Mm -hmm. Finds his marble bag full of gems. And suddenly, Mouth can't remember the words she's saying or interpret the words she's saying. Yeah. Yeah. So the goondocks are saved, though, and that's all that matters. Mm-hmm. And there goes One-Eyed Willie back out on the open sea. You think they chased that fucking boat down? Who? Anybody. I'd hope so. Yeah, because there's a lot of fucking gold on that. 
Yeah. There's probably and gold all throughout there. There's no one driving it, so... It's potentially going to hit something. <laughs> right. Unless you subscribe to the idea that One-Eyed Willie came back from the dead. I don't think so. I don't I don't subscribe to that. So that's the Goonies. Did you like the Goonies? Dude, you forgot the whole, like... The bad guys came and they tried to say that... They tried to blame it all on... On sloth. On sloth, and then they saved sloth? Yes, they did. Yes. What the fuck? You can't leave that out! Okay, sloth does not die in this movie. Everyone escapes the cave. Not only does he not die, but now he's like best friends with him, and he's moving in with He's basically been adopted by Chunk, (laughs) who I don't know if he ran it by his parents or not, but he seems like the type of kid that gets whatever he wants. Yeah. So sloth now has a little brother. Yeah. Was that touching? More than the other. So... Chunk love sloth. Sloth love chunk. Yeah. Caveman. That's what they said. I didn't say it. <laughs> so did you like it, though? I liked it. Enough? Yeah, I liked it. Can you see why I like it so much? Uh, absolutely. I think this movie was made for me. Yeah. Actually, I was probably made because of this movie, in a way. This is the movie that you compare all other movies to. Many movies, yeah. In this vein... Like with the kids saving people. Mm-hmm. Movies like this probably formed me is a better way of putting it than this movie was made for me. Because this movie was made the year I came. This movie came out the year <laughs> I was born. <laughs> this movie was made the year I came. <laughs> I almost said the year I came out. I popped <laughs> okay. out of my mother's vagina like, hey! <laughs> hey! <laughs> the Goonies has a 77% critic score and a 91% audience score on Rotten Tomatoes. Audience is obviously right here. Okay. This is a 91% movie. Um, I actually would have guessed the critic score was lower because they like seem to hate shit like this. Things that are good. So I have a question for you. Okay. You want to um, you want to rate these yeah. four movies? Yeah, sure. Because you can't put them in with my um, rom-com revenge movies because obviously these were horror. Yeah. So, and you make me rate your horror movies. So okay. you want to, you want to do my four? What's. What's number one? I mean, The Goonies is number one, Carolyn. Okay. 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 (laughs) You're right. I meant what's number two. Okay. Let's see. What did we watch? Coraline is number two. Practical Magic, Coraline, and Ghost. Coraline is number two. Ghost is number three. Practical Magic is number four. Because the other Sandra Bullock movie we watched was the same movie, but better. Mm Mm-hmm. Was that is that what you would have predicted my order to be? Yeah. I have the Coraline book. I really need to read it. It's really short. If it's really short, it shouldn't count as a book. Well, we or... both missed our goal this year, so who cares? I have fucking uh, one day. Okay. <laughs> we both missed our goal, but I still beat you. Congratulations on For the first third year in a row. Okay. Congratulations on not reaching your goal, but beating me. That is my goal, though. Which is the reason why my goal is always one book more than you. Than your goal. How many more did you beat me by? Not many. I think five. That's so bad. I beat Ange by ten. Yeah, she quit. You quit. I quit. We both quit in like October. We all did quit. (laughs) So the Goonies had a budget of $19 million. How much did it earn at the box office? I don't know. $125 million. Good for them. A smashing success. In 2017, it was added to the National Film Registry by the Library of Congress for being culturally, historically, or aesthetically relevant. Wow. So this movie has been preserved by the government because it's so good and important. Wow. 
The city of Astoria, Oregon holds anniversary events for the film and the home they were trying to save still there. Fantastic. People flock to it, piss the neighbors off. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> so with a movie that successful, you would imagine there would have been a sequel? No. There wasn't. Sequels have been- You don't always have to have a sequel. I think you rarely have to have a sequel. Yeah. I think that's that's one of the things that bothers me about movies now. The story never ends. Mm-hmm. And I want the story to end sometimes. If I didn't, I'd watch a fucking TV show. Mm-hmm. So sequels have been kicked around forever about this movie. No. There's been multiple scripts written, interest from the cast and everything, interest from studios. It just never got done. In May of 2021, Corey Feldman told Dread Central, a sequel likely will never get made because Richard Donner was working on what was to be his final film. And the cast only wants to do it if he directs it. Mm -hmm. But he said, this is my last movie. And then in July... Of, t- of 2021, so this year, Richard Donner sadly died. So I think the book on the Goonies is likely closed. I don't think we'll get a sequel. I don't think we need a sequel. No one wants a sequel. No. Not everything needs a sequel, especially this long after. Maybe five years later, they release a sequel in 1990. Maybe. All the cast, Richard Donner, Spielberg, Columbus, all them involved, mm-hmm. they could have probably done something. Kind of like Ghostbusters 2. It wouldn't have been as good. But they still could have made a good movie. Now? No, don't do it now. 37 years later, just forget about it. Let us have the magic you made. I mean, we already have Stranger Things, which is basically... <laughs> just basically <laughs> like, Goonies. No, like, just make other things similar to it. Yeah. Twist them up in, you know, the, the new century or whatever, but yeah. no. Yeah, I'm good with it. I'm glad they didn't make a sequel. I don't want a sequel. And you're glad I was able to get it on the podcast for you. I'm thrilled to death you were able to get it on the podcast for me because I would never have picked it. Because I'm too rigid, damn it. Now you have to think of a rom-com revenge for me. I already have my rom-com revenge. Hmm. I want to say it now. Nope. But I won't. Because that's for the mini episodes. And like I said, I'm too rigid. But you, you liked it enough, right? What was what was your favorite movie of the ones we watched for your picks? Ghost. Okay. I guess that was as obvious as you picking Goonies. <laughs> How about your second? Practical Magic. Really? Yeah. I thought you would have liked Coraline. So Goonies is last. I don't know which which one was last. I didn't. I mean, I liked Coraline. I liked that it was all stop motion and stuff. But like the actual story and stuff, I don't know that I like it. It didn't necessarily make sense all the time. Mm-hmm. I'm interested to see if the book makes sense. I bet it makes more sense. Maybe I'll read it and tell you all about it on the main Yeah, episode. that can be your recommendation. recommendation. So that's The Goonies. I loved it, obviously. It means so much to me. And it seem- whenever I say a movie means so much to me, it makes me feel weird. Like, what a fucking dork. <laughs> But it really does. It reminds me of my childhood. Like, obviously, we didn't go fucking treasure hunting in a cave, but we went in the sewer. You know what I mean? In the shit crick. In the shit crick. (laughs) And, like, very not deep into the old mines around here. Mm -hmm. So we'd have adventures like that. We'd go out and play in the mountains and shit like that. And all that shit 
I can like draw back to a movie like The Goonies, the adventure with your friends, all mm-hmm. that stuff. That was what formed me. And it just means a lot to me, the movie. I love it. It's so good. Even like now it's kind of cool to be like, oh, The Goonies ain't that good. But you're just being an asshole, so <laughs> don't do that. Like, okay, we get it. You're fucking way cooler than The Goonies. But in the late 80s and early 90s, The Goonies was so much Yeah, when you fun. watched it then, it was good. Like, maybe you don't think it's good now because you are an adult. And it is 30 years later. And it's cheesy and silly. But why did you fucking grow up? What the fuck is wrong with you? Why would you do that? You don't have to do that. You don't have to be that person. You can still love the fucking Goonies. It's okay. I'm here to tell you it's okay to still love the Goonies. Me- movies that we watched back then, we don't see them the same now. And there's a reason why we don't watch, re- we don't rewatch some of the movies that we watched back then because we don't want to ruin it. Right. But when I watch a movie like the Goonies, it fucking just takes me back to then. Mm-hmm. And I remember fucking riding my bike till the sun went down and my grandmother fucking screaming at me as I'm up there playing on the fucking coal banks. <laughs> so I don't have those memories. <laughs> <laughs> no, you lived on a fucking tobacco farm. <laughs> so yes that is it we are gonna go now um thank you for listening i'm so fucking happy that we watched this movie i'm so happy that you picked it for me i knew you were gonna throw me a bone at some point and i could not be more thrilled with the bone you threw me yay i like making you happy so say goodbye carolyn goodbye carolyn